Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Many people aren't concerned with the end times. They think, whatever happens, happens, and then I'll know for sure. But Pastor J.D. reminds us in today's update that we are called, as Christians, to know the signs of Jesus' return. If you don't concern yourself with it, you won't be prepared the way He wants you to be. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 7th, 2021. Jesus is speaking, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall. Why did it not fall? Oh, it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat on that house, and it fell. And not only did it fall, Jesus says, and great was its fall. Interesting. Two builders, two houses, two foundations, These guys had a lot in common. Uh, They even went to the same church, it seems. What do you mean? Well, they both heard the words of Christ. But that's where the similarities end. Because the difference between these two builders was one of them put into practice took heed and did that which God said in His Word to do. And when not if the storms came, that house stood. The winds came, the house stands. The floods came, the house stands. Why? Because the foundation is on the rock, and the rock is Christ. But this other guy, He decides to build his house on the sand. Big mistake! And the reason he foolishly did this is because he did not take heed to the Word of God. Oh, he heard the Word, but he did not apply the Word. He did not do what the Word said. He was a hearer, James says, of the Word 
but he was not a doer of the word. Okay, pastor, uh, help me out here. I'll try. I just got done reading the Word of God. And the Word of God is, you want to follow me? Die. You want to live for me? Pick up your cross, die to yourself, and follow me, and you'll live. You want to live? You want to keep your life? Lose your life. That's the Word. Now, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Because if I do, then I'll be like the one who built his house on that solid rock, so that again, when, not if. And that's important that you hear what I just said, because said storm has already hit. Would you agree? And yours and my life had better be on the rock, or else we're going down. Here's the bottom line. (laughs) Jesus is the only foundation. Jesus is the only door. Jesus is the only truth. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only life. And Jesus is our only hope. And the sooner we let go of this world, putting our hope in this world, and put our hope in Him, and not this world, the better. One need look no further than to everything that's happening in the world, to see that the only hope for the world is Jesus and His imminent return for His church in the rapture. It's not just the blessed hope, it's our only hope. Now, for those who are wondering why Bible prophecy is so important and the rapture is so imminent, I want to answer that at this time. I'm just wanting to share with you my heart, very openly, very candidly, I, like many of you, I'm sure, have really sought to understand, I mean, try to make some sense about all that's happening. And I'm trying to understand, and the Lord knows my heart, why it is that some, not all, but why some take the jab. One of the conclusions I've come to is that it's what we just talked about. They're trying to save their lives. Maybe better said, their livelihood. They're trying to keep their lives, get their lives back, as they were told. That's the only explanation I can come up with, given all of the information that is coming out now about what's in this thing. I realize that this has the propensity to be misunderstood, but I have to say it nonetheless. This so-called vaccine, it's not a vaccine. 
is a demonic deception. And those who know and understand Bible prophecy are the ones that are discerning this pharmaceutical deception. And I say it that way for a reason. And the reason is, in the book of Revelation, we're told in the seven-year tribulation that Babylon will fall because of a pharmaceutical deception of every nation. Every nation on earth will be deceived by some pharmaceutical deception. This is Revelation 18 verse 23. Please stay with me. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, speaking of Babylon, and the voice of bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. And here's why, listen very carefully, for your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery, hang on to that word, by your sorcery all the nations were deceived. Did you hear that? This word sorcery in the original language of the Greek New Testament is the Greek word pharmakia, where we get our English word for pharmacy or pharmaceutical. So let's reread this, please, if you don't mind. There's going to come a time at the time of the end during the seven-year tribulation when every nation on earth will be deceived. Somehow, some way, by way of this sorcery slash pharmaceutical. Okay. Now let me say it this way. We're hugging about two years now. Back in March of 2020, at the very beginning, I said that which I truly believe with all my heart. And now today, almost two years later, am more convinced of than I ever have been in my life. This is this. This is why this is how it ends. Because it's already beginning. Every nation on earth is being deceived by this. This so-called vaccine. And it's now beginning to be forced on everyone, great and small. I wonder if the small means five to eleven-year-olds. Just saying. It's a deception. Now, hang in there. We need to talk about a couple things. The first of which is this often asked question that we receive about those who have already perhaps unwittingly taken the jab. Okay. Please, please, please hear me when I say this, okay? If you are born again, taking the jab cannot make you unborn again. Okay? 
once you're truly saved, you cannot lose your salvation. Because if you could lose your salvation, that means that you have to do something to earn and keep your salvation. And that's not grace, that's works. Okay, Pastor, um, what about those of us who are saved and have already been jabbed? Please again, just would you hear my heart on this? I would really encourage you to pray and ask God to supernaturally heal your body. And I would implore you not to take any more of these things. With each passing day now, it seems that more and more, I mean horrifying information is coming out about what's in these things. It's absolutely terrifying. You know, I spend a considerable amount of time during the week in preparation for these prophecy updates, doing a lot of research. And I'll tell you, it's so heartbreaking sometimes. I have to walk away. When I'm watching a video of this young mom, can't care for her kids anymore. Just this morning I heard of a, a guy, not here, who took the jab unwittingly to keep his job. And now he knows something's not right in his body. You know, he, he's got these weird things going on, and he regrets so much that he took this thing. Well, pastor, with all due respect, um, I took the jab, and I'm, I'm doing great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I just say to you that God is being gracious to you and merciful to you. That's the grace and mercy of God. And I would just praise God and thank Him that nothing's happened. I would still continue to pray for supernatural healing of your body because of whatever is in your body because of this thing. For those who are faced with and even forced into accepting the jab in order to keep your job. I am pleading with you, and again, I'm sorry for repeating myself, but just please hear my heart. My heart goes out to you. I'm pleading with you, trust the Lord. Just trust the Lord. Yeah, but pastor, uh, you're not the one that's being faced with termination if you don't do this. Well, wait a minute now. Oh, by the way, you might want to uh, stick around. We're going to talk about this very thing, putting feet to your faith and watching the miracles that God will do. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Lord and trust the Lord. I promise you, I promise you, I can testify. Put me on the witness stand. I'll testify that God will provide for you in ways that you would have never imagined. If you would but trust Him. Yeah, but I'm going to lose my job. 
you're going to keep it. You lose it, you keep it. I'm going to lose my livelihood. Wait, wait, stop. Do you belong to Him? Yes. Has He provided for you? Yes. Is He going to stop now? No. One so aptly said it like this, it is far better to follow the Creator than the crowd. You know what happens when you follow the, oh you've heard these advertising campaigns, there is a science to it, and effectiveness because of it. Very successful campaign. It's the idea of 50,000 people can't be wrong. Oh yes they can. There's a hundred people and I'm the only one? Wait, wait. So you're, you're sitting there and, and everybody says two plus two equals five. You're going, no it doesn't. And you're the only one. And you got to raise your hand now and sheepishly, I say that affectionately by the way, nothing wrong with being a sheep. By the way, I opened up that can. I got I to gotta deal with this. This just bugs me. Bear with me. Oh, you're just a sheep. I, I better be, because he's the shepherd. I want to be a sheep. Since when did being a sheep become a bad thing? Yeah, you're such a sheep. I know. Praise the Lord, because Jesus is my shepherd. He's the good shepherd. Well, are you going to go along with the crowd? Or are you going to stand alone? Though none go with me, still I will follow. Why? Because I have decided to follow Jesus, not the crowd. I want to draw your attention to, again, Matthew 7. Two verses, verse 13 and 14. You know this, but I want to bring it into the context of what we're talking about today. This is how it ends for the crowd. Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. That's what following the crowd does. That's where you end up. Verse 14, because narrow is the gate, and I don't like to hear this, let alone read this, let alone teach this, but Jesus said it. Wait for it. Narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. You know what that's saying? That's saying that there's only a few of the many that are going to enter the gate that's narrow because it's difficult. It is difficult. I'll just confess to you how difficult, and I'm not soliciting sympathy here. I am coveting prayer, by the way. I know many of you pray for me, and I cannot even begin to tell you how much that means to me. But I'll tell you, it is so difficult to be in the 
few because I get blasted every week. Well, so-and-so says this is a gift from God. In fact, so-and-so's opening up their church as a vaccination center. <laughs> Who are you? You're saying the exact opposite. It's difficult, but it's the truth. Don't follow the crowd. Follow the Lord. I have to follow Jesus. I cannot not. I mean, I, I know that's not a proper sentence structure, but I have to follow Jesus. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to share with you another quote that I think is so apropos. It goes like this. Fortunately, some are born with spiritual immune systems that sooner or later give rejection to the illusory worldview grafted upon them from birth through social conditioning. Oh my goodness. That says it all right there. They, speaking of the few, begin sensing that something is amiss, and they start looking for answers. Inner knowledge and anomalous outer experiences show them a side of reality others are oblivious to, and so begins their journey of awakening. Each step of the journey is made by following their heart, I'll add, following the Lord instead of following the crowd, and by choosing knowledge over the veils of ignorance. This is the narrow path. Yeah, but those guys can't be wrong. They can't. Well, when I go to the Word of God, and I study Bible prophecy, and I'm told in Bible prophecy that at the time of the end, the whole earth, every nation on earth is going to be deceived. They're going to be under this deception. Paul writing to the Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians 2, describes it as a powerful delusion, a strong delusion that God Himself sends. And the reason God sends it is because they rejected the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. They rejected Jesus. And so He sends them this powerful deception, and they believe, not a lie, the lie. Oh, it's not what is the lie, who is the lie. If Jesus is the truth, then the devil is the lie. That's the lie. And it's already here. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.